We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to service. I am so excited. Listen, I am grateful to, for you just sharing this time with me. I'm so grateful that you are in service today. All right, we have declared this month the month of his companionship. And thank God for the month of June, our summer month. Yay! All right, you are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that a shout of joy will not depart from your habitation in the name of Jesus. Now, in Psalm 16, verse 11, the Bible says, You will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. I pray that this month you will enjoy the fullness of joy in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, at your right hand. So this month of his companionship, it says, at his right hand, you will enjoy pleasures forevermore in the name of Jesus. I see things turn around for you and your family. In the name of Jesus. I am so excited about what I'm going to be sharing with you this week. I'm going to be sharing with you how to get through tough times. Yes. And I am going to talk to you brother to brother, right? Mano a mano, mano a boyo, okay? <laughs> man to man. I want to share my heart with you, all right? So throughout this series, make sure you do not miss this series Always come up, show up on time, come with your notepads, all right, your iPad, your iPhone, and all the eyes you can get so you can take as much notes as possible. How to get through tough times. How to get through tough times. Tough times. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray, oh God, that even as your word come, it will come with precision and with power and accuracy in the name of Jesus. Let it mix with faith in the heart of my hearers today. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. How to get through tough times. This is a message I would really love to preach to my younger self from what I have experienced about life so far. All right? So let's go. Matthew chapter 7, we look at verse 24 to 27. The Bible says here, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. If that's your Bible, underline it, the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it has its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. The reason it fell, my brother and my sister, it's not because of the storm. It's not because of the winds. It's not because of the streams that rose or the rain that fell. It fell because it was not built on the right foundation. Listen, you are going to live for a very long time. You cannot escape tough times. No. You cannot stop the rain coming down. 
You cannot stop the streams rising and overflowing its banks. You cannot stop the wind beating against your house. You cannot. Let me shock you. Jesus said winds. That means different types of winds will come. You are going to live for a very long time, and I pray for long life for you. And I pray for long life and prosperity for you. But in this, your long life, do not deceive yourself. The winds will come. The rain will come. The streams of life will overflow and attempt to flood you. My question is, brothers and sisters, will you stand this storm? Bible says, it says the winds, different types of winds. Marital winds will come. Financial winds will come and beat against your house or your household. Career winds will come. Career floods will come. It will come. All manner. Relationship winds will come. As long as you are on planet Earth, as long as you live long on this Earth, the winds of life will come. And so my brother, you need to understand, and my sister, you need to understand that you must know how to stand tough, how to get through the tough times of life. And so whatever it is we are building right now, listen, it will be tested. It will be tested. And so we better build well, build well, and get ready for that storm. Praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 through 9. It says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It wasn't a suggestion. When God says, let there be light, there was light. And the Bible says, be strong and courageous. It means that you are, that is already built in you. It's a certain divine strength right now. It says, be strong. And I pray that this strength will magnify, will, ma will, will manifest itself throughout any tough time in the name of Jesus. He said, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to, to their ancestors to give them. Again, verse 7, he said, be strong and be courageous. I am talking about how to get through tough times. He said, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Do not compromise. Don't take the easy way out. Don't chicken out on the rules and regulations and the principles so that you may be successful wherever you go. He said, keep this book, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Why? He said, so that you may be careful to do everything, not some of it, everything written in it. He said, then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Again, he said, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you. He will be your companion. This month of companionship, I pray you experience it in the name of Jesus. He says, for God will be your companion. He will be with you wherever you go. Brilliant, brilliant. How do you get through tough times? You see, um, my wife, Bola, we, in our travels, we've been to various nations of the world. And um, we love 
visiting, when we visit a nation, sometimes we like uh, going to their historical sites or their archaeological sites. For example, the ruins of the wall of Jericho. We, we love that. Um, the ancient Rome Colosseum, 2,000 years old. We, 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 we've been there. And it's so magnificent to see these ancient stones. Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Massive foundation stones that have been there for years. One of the things, one of the one of one of the things of or one of the things one of the things common in all of these places is that is the foundations that the, 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 the foundations laid to establish these edifices. And so it's very interesting to find out that, that they all have this, the material that was used to build their foundation have stood the, the, the test of time. That years after, after wars or erosions, we still come back and say, wow, this is the Colosseum. This is the Wailing Wall. This is the Wall of Jericho. Because of the foundation, because of the materials that were used to build these buildings, great buildings. So every, every other year, I take a team out. We go to this, we go to Israel, and we go look at some, some stones, some foundations that have uh, stood the test of time. Our lives need to resemble this. Not history, but your foundation. Our lives need to have a foundation that can withstand the storms of life. How to get through tough times. You are going to live for a very long time. And so you have, you've got to have a foundation that can, withstorm, that can withstand tough times. You've got to have the foundation that whatever it is you are building right now, your life, your marriage, your career, your children, you've got to lay a solid foundation that can stand the test of time. What we build our lives upon is very important. Write that down. What I build my life upon is very important. So Jesus said that the foundation is extremely important. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who built his house on the rock. The rock. The rock. Listen to me. Whatever you think you are building must be built on the rock. Not on a rock. On the rock. Your marriage must be built on the rock. Your children must be built on the rock. Your career and your finances must be built on the rock, not on a rock. Praise the Lord. If you are dating someone right now, that dating, that new relationship must be, must be run and built on the rock. No shenanigan, no sex before marriage. You want sex? Put a ring on it. On the rock. So how do we get through tough times? Number one, stay grounded. Stay grounded. Back to basics. I happen to be, I love playing golf. And every time your swing goes all over the place, the very first thing they tell you is go back to basics. So stay grounded. How do I get through tough times? Stay grounded. To stay grounded means to build your life on the word of God. Stay grounded. Allow the word of God to influence you and not the circumstances of life. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. 
We build our lives on the word of God. Number one, stay grounded. God's word becomes your life foundation. The solid rock. The solid rock. The word of God becomes your foundation. The solid rock. We literally build our lives upon it. We are grounded in God's word. How do I stand the test of time, pastor? Stay grounded. How do I stay grounded? How do I make sure that, well, that I'm building on a solid foundation? How? So let me just quickly share with you the various areas where you need to stay grounded. Number one, stay grounded with your conviction. Stay grounded with your conviction. The com- a conviction that God's word is the only way. God's word is not one of the ways. This, for me, my friend, is the only way. That is my conviction. It's the only way. How do you know if you have conviction? When you are consistent in your belief. When you are consistent in your belief and in what you do. I have accepted that this is the only way for over three decades. Three decades. July 4th, 1988, 6 p.m. I made a decision. When you are consistent in your belief and in what you do. Hey, today you pray, tomorrow you don't. Today you read the Bible, tomorrow you don't. Today you tithe, tomorrow you don't. This yo-yo lifestyle is evidence that you are not grounded in your conviction. Study a scripture today, tomorrow you do not. There is no consistency. Be grounded in your conviction. Joshua 1.8. It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. I have done that for over three decades. Meditate on it night and day so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. I am still striving and stretching and striving and stretching and working to ensure I do everything written in it. So then you will be prosperous and successful. A conviction. So for the word of the Lord is active and alive, Hebrews 4.12, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. If you believe that there are other foundations out there to, to build your life, Jesus said you are building on sand. You are building on sand. What is your conviction? And I want to consider two of them right now. Number one, you need to, number one, the first conviction is that a conviction that God's word is supernatural. A 
a conviction that God's word is supernatural. This book is from God. This book is from God. And it has supernatural properties. This is my best friend. The Bible is not a man, it's not man's idea. No. It is God's idea. My conviction that God's word, everything here is supernatural. This Bible contains supernatural truth that will change me. It contains supernatural truth that will empower me. It contains supernatural truth that will guide me. It contains supernatural truth that will sustain me, sustain me and connect me with the God who created me. You've got to have this conviction to get through tough times. God's word is not just a book of stories. No. It's a pathway you walk in. Jesus said there are two paths. He said there's a way, they say there's a very wide path that everybody gets on. So then there's a straight and narrow path. Then the Bible also says that there's a way that seems right unto a man. He said, but the end is death. Conviction. God's word is a life book, not a rule book. What is your conviction? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, connecting, correcting, and training in righteousness. What is your conviction? Praise God. So you need the, you need the conviction that God's word is supernatural. Number two, you need the conviction that God's word is true. You need that conviction that God's word is true. This, is, this book is not filled with options and opinions. No. It is true. It is always true. It is always right. It is always correct. Conviction. You need to have conviction to get through tough times. When things are going great and you are living in prosperity, it's very easy to believe that all things are relative. In other words, there is no absolute truth. Very easy. Very easy. And, and, and living a life that says that there's no absolute truth can, can even make sense at times. But when our life is falling apart, when we are fearful and confused and we are lost and we are going through tough times, we need a clear sense of choice and direction. We need, we need a clear sense of choice and direction. It is very important. How do you decide who to marry? How do you decide your investments? How do you decide life partner? How do you decide? Sometimes, how do you decide your career path? So, you, there, are, there are decisions in life that requires you to have a clear cut direction. And not, uh, let's just see how it goes. No, no. In fact, in a storm, it is, the, it is, it is uh, uh, living, a life, living a life of absolutes can, can be very dangerous. It is the absolute direction that gives you courage. Living a yo-yo lifestyle in a storm can be dangerous. So in a storm or during tough times, you want clear sense of direction. 
It is absolutely true for your success in life, for your happiness, and your fulfillment. Clear direction. Praise the Lord. So do you have this conviction that the word of God is true? How to get through tough times? Be grounded in your conviction. In a storm, the captain of a ship of a ship does not argue with the compass. No. No. And when there's a storm, when there's a storm, the very first thing the captain does is look at the compass. If the compass says points north, you can start arguing. You can start arguing. I say, oh, yeah, you know, there's no absolute truth. You know, this compass may be right or wrong. You know what, actually, maybe in east. No! In a storm, in a storm, and during tough times, you need a clear sense of direction. And the conviction that God's word is true removes, eliminates confusion and gives you direction. Why have a compass if you don't trust it? The reason you trust it and follow it and follow it is because you have a conviction that it is true, it is right, and accurate, and points to the right direction all the time. If you do not have this conviction regarding God's word, you can never overcome in during tough times. So number one, stay grounded with your conviction. Number two, stay grounded with your commitment. That's the second thing. How do I overcome? How do I get through tough times? Stay grounded. Stay grounded in your conviction and then stay grounded with your commitment. A commitment to know God's word. A commitment to know God's word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it night and day so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, then, then you will be prosperous and successful. Praise God. How can I follow something I do not know? How can I know something unless I study it? Therefore, you stay grounded in God's word by growing in your understanding. Growing your understanding. Growing your commitment to know God's word. This Bible is nothing but a, a, a life's manual. The manual God gives to us or God has given to us to live life and live life to the full. If you want to get the most out of life, if you want to, if you want to um, uh, overcome, uh, uh, be an overcomer, if you want to get through tough times, then you must, you must have this conviction that this word of God is your guide. If you don't, listen, now, you may need to, it's, there's a lot of work involved. But it's your life. And that's the honest fact. There's a lot of work involved in studying, in reading, in meditating. But it's your life. And I tell you, it's worth it. You know, I always tell my kids when they were, when they were growing, that if you pay now, you play later. If you play now, you will pay later. Either way, you pay. And I learned that from John Maxwell, my uh, mentor, in, when it comes to leadership. Pay now, play later. Play now, you will pay for it later. If you don't pay now to study, to read, to seek to understand, to commit to understanding, and to commit to studying, when the storms of life comes, when the tough times comes, you will panic. 
and then you will end up looking for answers from anywhere. And that in, that, in that confusion, you get vulnerable. Praise the Lord. God's word is no different. There's work involved. You, you have got to invest the time to read and to study. It's not different. Even if you buy a new phone today, you've got to spend time looking at, trying to try and figure out how your phone works. Where, to, where do you start from? Start from the gospel. Read the gospels. Read the proverb a day. Praise the Lord. Your conviction. So stay grounded in your conviction. Stay grounded in your commitment. And number three, stay grounded in your courage. Verse 7, first Joshua 1 verse 7. It says, be strong, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Do not cut corners. Do not compromise. Don't take the easy way out. That you may be successful wherever you go. It will require great courage to follow God's word when the rest of the world is not. So stay grounded with your courage. Stay grounded with your commitment. Stay grounded with your conviction. Courage is required in order to build a life foundation on the rock. You need the courage. Courage to stand for what the word of God says. Courage. How do I get through tough times? Stay grounded in your courage. Courage to speak the truth and not lie. Courage to say no to premarital sex. Courage to walk when you say you are walking. Not log on and go back to bed. Courage to stay away from pornographic websites. Courage to own up to addiction. Courage to tithe and to give. Courage is required to build a solid life. Courage. Be grounded with your courage. Fear can crumble a life foundation very easily. Fear is the opposite of faith. And like erosion, it can eat away, eat at your foundation, making it vulnerable to tough times. So how does God require us to be courageous? Very simple. Do not make decisions based on fear. No. Why? Because fear is not a good building material. Fear is not a great building material. What we, when we, we, ex, we may experience the, the fear, you know, every now and then, but you, you cannot rely on fear. You cannot, take, you cannot take counsel from fear. We do not allow it to dictate our life direction. So do what is right despite fear. That's how to build your courage. Do not allow fear to erode your conviction in God's truth. No. And then do not, do not choose an easy way out. We must trust our spiritual compass when we are confused and afraid. So be convinced. God is with you. He said, lo, I am with you always. I love all the courage events in the Bible. David and Goliath. My goodness. You know the story. 
You've read that story from childhood. Look at the courage of David. So be convinced, so be, be, be grounded in your, in your courage. David said, you come to me with knives and spear, but I come against you with the name of our God. And then he took five stones. That giant was a gunner. How about, how about Joshua and the 12 spies? He said, give us the land. We are more than able to take the land. And the 13 and the, and the other tribes, they said, no, we can't. We, all, we only see giants in the land. We only see giants in the land. They all saw the same thing. But one had a different perspective because he was grounded in his courage. How about Caleb? At the age of 80, he said, give me this mountain. 40 years ago, as a young man, I took them. I can take them again. My goodness. My goodness. Be grounded with your courage. How about Esther? If I perish, I perish. Who? Are you kidding? Be grounded in your courage. Oh, how about the three Hebrew children? He said, oh, king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God, whom we serve, is more than able to deliver us. However, should he refuse to deliver us? We, we are not going to bow down. Courage. And they threw them into the, they, they intensified the fire, threw them in, and the Bible says the fourth man appeared to be their companion. How about Daniel in the lion's den? The Bible is lit, replete with stories of courage from men and women, just like you and I today, who lived in the tough times of their time. We don't have any excuse. Their courage came directly from what God had said and from their knowing God for themselves. Our courage comes from the same place. Praise the Lord. So stay grounded with your conviction, stay grounded with your commitment, stay grounded with your courage, and stay grounded with your cooperation. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. Stay grounded with your cooperation. And we cooperate with God's word through obedience. We cooperate, we cooperate with God's word through obedience. Big word. Obedience is very important. Joshua 1.8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, to do, to do everything. Do everything. Obedience written in it. James 1.25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Cooperate. Be grounded in your cooperation with the Holy Spirit through your obedience. We cooperate with God through our obedience. Your obedience is the only evidence that you have aligned with the word of God. Write that down. Not what you know. Your obedience is the only evidence that you have aligned yourself with the word of God. Nothing more, nothing less. 
So there are so many people who believe in Christian service, but they will never volunteer. Never volunteer. They hide behind excuses. There are people who read, study, understand, giving, sowing, tithing, but it never shows in their bank account. The barber takes it, takes it. Their sports takes it. Their hobbies takes it. Their nail shop, their nail shop takes it, takes it all. So it's not what you know. It is not what you have read. It's what you do, my friend. Our, our lives cannot be grounded without obedience. The way we cooperate with God's word is by having an obedience bias. In other words, we study the word of God so we can do it. We study God's word so we can do it. And some, 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 just, some don't just study, but they don't follow. They don't do. They follow their culture. They follow their tradition. They follow their friends, but they never follow the word of God. Be grounded in your cooperation that is expressed through obedience. Praise the Lord. The reason we read the manual is so we can do it. What is the point? I get a new phone, right? Then um, I start studying the manual. What is, why am I studying the manual? You study the manual so you can do what the manual says, so you can put that tool to use. If not, what is the point? This is the way we must approach God's word. The reason we study, the reason we read, the reason we seek to understand is so we can follow and do. Joshua 8.32, it says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. That is, if you actually have an experiential knowledge of the truth of the word of God, it can liberate you. That is why every Every Sunday, last Sunday of the month, we share testimonies Sunday so that you can impact you. Praise the Lord. So you can have, a, you can hear what God is doing in the life of, this, of, of his children and then so to extend your faith and then ground you. Praise God. I pray in the name of Jesus that the grace to stay grounded, the grace to improve your, your conviction, your commitment, your courage, and your cooperation rest upon you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I will stop here now and I will continue next week. Do not miss this series because, my friend, you've got to learn how to get through tough times. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, I present to you, O oh God, everyone under the sound of my voice. I ask, O oh God, that you touch the life of everyone here today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you keep your children grounded in their faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Let an unusual grace, unusual grace for conviction, for cooperation, Father, for courage and commitment rest upon everyone here today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the family say, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's offering time, blessing time. What a great opportunity this first Sunday to bring our tithe and our offering into the storehouse of the Lord. You are blessed as you give in Jesus' name, and the details are on the screen right now.
Heavenly Father, I thank you. I bless your holy name. I give you all the glory for your glorious saints right now who are sowing. I ask, oh God, for open heaven over everyone right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree, oh God, that where they are today will be the least they will ever be, that we grow from strength to strength in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree unusual door and this month of companionship, Father, I pray that they will experience your presence in their finances. They will experience your presence in their family. They will experience your presence in their marriages, in their homes, in the mighty name of Jesus. I command an unusual harvest to rest upon the seed you are sowing right now. I pray that God will give this seed a voice in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And let this seed speak for you during tough times in Jesus' name. Mighty name we pray and the family say, Amen. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, listen, if you are here and under the sound of my voice right now and you are not born again, you are not spirit-filled, I want to pray this prayer right now. I want to give you a scriptural invitation. Just put your hands upon your chest and then say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. I have just heard Pastor Eddie preach right now. And Lord, I want to come into my life. I want to live with you. I want to live for you with conviction. I want to live for you with courage and commitment. I want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, Father, to do your will for my life in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you died for me and you resurrected on the third day. And right now, you are seated at the right hand side of the Father, constantly interceding for me. Today, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. In your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.